We head towards Sully's hideaway, careful to remain in the wooded area, far enough from the road that we can't be seen. Leaving Sully's place at all has become dangerous in the last few weeks, even more than usual. Earthmen have been scouring the region since Prince Neil was killed. They are looking for us. Going to the fuel repository has been extraordinarily hazardous. Yet Sully and I have made the trip 14 consecutive days. During each, I've missed June and Will and his siblings. By the time I return in the late afternoon, the time to eat and get ready for bed is upon us, with only the promise of repeating the day's events looming on the horizon. This night will be different, a fact that makes me want to run full speed back to Sully's. I quicken my pace without thinking, and a smile tugs at the corners of my mouth. June won't be happy to learn of our intent to break into the warehouse. She'll protest that it's unsafe. Everything is unsafe at this point. Every move we make beyond the confines of our storm cellar. Once I explain to her that the task is a necessary final step in getting us to the underground city, I'm sure she'll come around. In the meantime, I just can't wait to see her face. To see Will's face. A rumble accompanied by the sound of raised voices freezes me dead in my tracks. Sully's arm shoots out to stop me, to protect me if I were dumb enough to move a muscle. My head snaps in the direction of the sound before my gaze rests on his. His brow is low and his eyes are narrowed. Not perceiving a threat in our immediate vicinity, we take tentative steps away from the path we're on and toward the section of the forest that thins and meets with asphalt. Crouching and moving gingerly, we stop at a safe distance from the road so that we remain unseen. We conceal ourselves behind young trees with tapered trunks and slim branches and watch a convoy that has stopped. Get down, Sully urges me. It's another patrol, he says of the rows of visible earthmen. Both of us drop to the ground and lie with our bellies pressed to the earth. I lift my binoculars to my eyes and stare through them. Earthmen. Some on foot and others exiting their vehicles are gathering around three humans. I inhale sharply. Sully, seeing what I see, whispers, What the heck's going on? A large earthman, larger than the rest, leaps from the passenger seat of a truck. He is dressed similarly to Throm, the earthman we faced in the arena. A metal plate covers his chest and one arm and a helmet with spikes spaced evenly from his forehead to his nape hides his head and face. With his shoulders thrown back and his head held high, he moves with authority as he approaches the three humans. All the while, a long, arched sheath at his hips undoubtedly holds a blade. What's all this about? Sully says. I realize I've been holding my breath and gulp a lungful of air. I, I don't know. I answer and glimpse his profile. Shouting draws my attention back to the pavement. Snippets of what's being said drift our way. Accusations are hurled along with words I know are vulgar. Prince Neo's name is mentioned more than once, and my blood freezes in my veins. Prince Neo, I murmur. You heard his name, right? Yeah, I heard it. Sully replies in a strained voice, his eyes never leaving the scene. A surge of cries pierces the afternoon and I watch as the humans collapse to their knees after being struck in the backs of their legs by the earthmen. Their wrists are quickly bound behind them 
and the large earthman paces in front of them, his deep voice loud. He unsheathes his weapon, barking at the crying, quivering humans. Panic swells in my chest. My throat burns along with the scream lodged there, and the walls of my throat feel as if they're lined with sand. I want to do something, anything to stop what I fear will happen. He hoists his sword high. The shiny metal gleams catching the sunlight. 